hello. What's up? Not much. But welcome to our next episode. We're a little late on the episodes uh, this week, but you know what? That's okay. I'd rather get it done than never have it done. <laughs> right. But um, yeah. I'm excited. This week uh, wasn't too crazy with anything um, in particular, but we do have at least really sports-wise, crazy... right? Yeah, nothing too crazy sports-wise, but uh, yeah. we do have uh, a crazy war going on right now, um, which actually is affecting the sports world right now. Uh, the NHL. I was just uh, pulling that up here uh so hall of famer dominique Kazik uh calls on the nhl to suspend russian players um and he slammed alex ovechkin uh for essentially saying no more war blah 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 but um pretty much the rundown is uh they're thinking about suspending the contracts of Russian players right now with everything that's going on with Ukraine. Um, so I don't know about you, but I, I kind of see two sides to this a little bit. Um, one argument uh, was said that uh, like players like Alex Ovechkin in particular, he campaigned, campaigned for Putin and is a big Putin fan, but now he's, come out and said uh no more war he's against the war and this and that but people are using the fact that he campaigned for or he was supported vladimir putin um in a campaign that was going on uh not like they can really elect he kind of just stays in power um but yeah i i found that really interesting to me just because I guess the side that I'm on about it is you can't blame the players for what's going on right now politically. You know, they're out there playing sport, whereas, you know, what's going on in Russia and Ukraine is completely political, you know, the, but um, I'm trying to find the article that I found that on, I think it's this one not mistaken um i'm not fu- i don't think this is it um although new york times says it seems unlikely that the league will take such a step to suspend the contracts of the russian players um but there hasn't been an indication of entertaining the idea thus far um so that's from the New York Post, which is reliable. <laughs> but, man, I just, I don't know what to say about that. Because, like... The only way I think they would do it is is if they think their players are going to be endangered. Yeah, I, I think that's the only way they would do it, too. But I they don't just, think they're endangered. No, and I don't think they're posing a threat either by being in the league as well you know it's i think that's what's going on is terrible you know yeah of course of course there doesn't need to be that that's that's going too far that's you're 
yeah, that's going too far. Yeah, like whether you support support it or not, you're not participating in it, you know. And you're, I know for a fact, if you're out here playing in the U.S. or you're in Canada, you're definitely not, you know, protesting for what's going on over there in the U.K. and Russia because at that point you're putting your life in danger. (laughs) You know, it's the the people that are against it outnumber the people that are for it. If there's exactly. any, so, I mean, I, I agree. You know, I don't, I don't think they should do it. Um, just because a, it's not their fault that this is going on. B, um, supporting it or not. Uh, I doubt they're going to show any type of support for it just because, um, that would be putting their lives at risk right now, especially since they're playing in the U S and Canada and B, um, or C, you know, I don't think it's worth all the effort to go through all of that when no one's in danger, like you said, and, you know, no one is posing a threat to anyone else. Um, with that being said, so yeah, I, I agree with you. You know, it's it, it's still a, an amazing, not amazing, but it's it's a pretty wild thing that's going on right now and how much it's affecting everything. Like liquor stores are no longer carrying Russian brands of vodka and um, they're like throwing it out pretty much and other Russian products are pretty much getting thrown out of stores and everything. So it's understandable why people are uh, saying this, I guess, but you know, you, you can't blame the the people altogether. You know, you, you got to blame the politician at the end of the day, because that's, that's, that's what that's it almost, is. it's almost to the borderline of like what was going on with World War II and everybody going after Japanese. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. You're right. That's, that's a fine line. Like, yeah, you're, you're mm-hmm. yeah, you're blaming people that have no control over anything. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to and think of the word and I can't think of the word, but it's uh contradictory. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause these are at least the, the hockey players for all I know of, you know, are innocent people that, right. you know, all they're doing is they're doing their job and they're playing the a sport that they're, that you know, they getting paid. Yeah. They're not there to be politicians. They're not there to represent their country even though um uh i think it was um i think it was the guy that i mentioned earlier um oh yeah what no it was um dominique hasick hasick yeah um he said essentially that um the players are supposed to represent their countries and they're supposed to re- represent their political views and this and that essentially saying that them being in the league is like the Where NHL. He He's been irrelevant for how long? I know. Where did this I guy know. come from? I, I don't know. I'm just saying. But Sounds like he needs to go back in his hole where he came yeah, from. It's like, you can't, you can't do that because for example, uh, when we were having terrorist attacks with um, uh, 
oh, what's her name? Uh, I can't think of Al Qaeda. No, not them. Uh, ISIS. Yes, thank you. Um, with ISIS, there were people of Muslim belief that were, or the Muslim religion, who are like, please don't categorize us with those people. We're not like they're extremists. Like we don't believe in what they're doing is right, and this and that, blah blah blah. And yet, you know, here we are still condemning them. You For know, what? Well, still, what they but... didn't do exactly. And, you know, when it was going on, we were condemning them for, for that. But it's like they're they're not doing anything. They're they're living their lives day to day just like the rest of us. You know, they're not out there hurting people and, you know, killing people or doing anything super extreme to, you know, pose a threat, essentially. And, you know, they're just living their day to day lives. They're, and they, And to top it off, they don't believe in what they're doing is right, too. You know, which is more of a reason why, you know, this this shouldn't be what what needs to happen. I think just let them be, you know, they're they're doing their thing and, you know, it's everyone's fine <laughs> in, in the league, at least. I don't, I don't think anyone should fear about their job getting taken away from them just because the country they reside in is going bananas. Right like, now. That would be like you know, me or you working over in the UK or something or whatever. And the U S does yeah. something and that job is like, yep, you're fired. Why? Well, yeah, it's like, why, doing this. Oh, yeah, it's like okay. why, why am I to blame here when I've poured my heart and soul into the company and this and right. that, and, right. you know, these guys are here to play hockey. They're not here to play politician. You know, it's, you know, what, what happens in Russia and Ukraine is what happens between their governments and the, the military there. Right. between the players that are over here you know playing a sport <laughs> so but all right in more better news um or more positive yeah for sure um i did want to talk to you there's a few things coming around the corner now um a march madness is literally next month mm-hmm. um the NFL draft is also coming up. We can talk about that later. But um, in your eyes, and I, I haven't kept up too much with basketball, but I know enough to where I know the good teams and everything. Who do you think is your favorite right now uh, going into the tournament? Not to win it all. Not We're not making our predictions yet. Just teams that we enjoy so far. Hmm. And that was a toughie for me. So many. <laughs> yeah, there. I mean, you could go on for days about teams that can be really good, but then they get upset in the first round or the second round. I mean, I would say you, Duke only because it's um, Coach K's last year. But the problem with Duke is they're so up and down, and they play to people. Um. But they look pretty solid today. Um, yeah. I, it, it's hard. There's just so many, you know. You there really, are. You really don't know. Because, like, teams no. like teams like Vermont, right? They're 16-1. and one, Or mm-hmm. um, not. In conference, they're 16-1. They're 24-5 and five overall. But, you know, like, realistically, you know, they've – they face Maryland this year. Yeah. So, 
that tells you anything. So you always got those schools that, I mean, the records are great, but realistically, who have they faced? So you really yeah. don't know until turn, tournament time, per se. Yeah. And when is when is the final day for them to actually, like, finalize the bracket? Um, it's typically selection Monday or Tuesday. They still got their conference championship games coming up. They finished up, right. like, their last – two games I think this week or they already finished up their stuff already. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got about, I don't know, maybe a week or so. Well, yeah. Yeah. Probably a week. Cause we got the conference tournaments to go. So mm-hmm. it'll probably be yeah. next Monday or the following Mondays when they do their selection. Okay. Yeah. So like I said, right around the corner. And then we can kind of make our predictions and from there. Some um, I don't know if it's all conferences or some conferences, but like um, yeah, most of the time, if you win your conference tournament, you're automatic. It's an automatic bid in. Yeah, I think so. But I don't know if that's every conference. But I know like the Big Ten's that way, the ACC's that way. There was yeah. some big Pac-12 upsets today. Looking too. at looking yeah, at. Auburn got upset today. Um, oh, that'll be Arizona. Yep, yep. Purdue got beat. Yep. Kansas got beat. Kentucky got beat. Texas yep. Tech got beat. UCLA, I don't think is going to go very far in the tournament. No, and like before they lost to Oregon, I think for sure they would have. Even even their loss to Oregon wasn't that bad. Didn't they it lose just, both times to Oregon? Yes, I think so. Yeah, um, they did. They lost yep. to Oregon twice and UC U UC cheese USC once. So yeah, it's, and USC really isn't phenomenal this year in basketball right now. So no, they're top twenty five though. No, yeah, but I don't know. I'm just. So, I don't know. I've I've kind of kept up. I was trying to keep up with it more than I have in the past, but Nebraska being as trash yeah. as they are in basketball, well, it's hard. I feel like it's so hard to keep up with it just because there's so many upsets in the season and like there's so much going on with basketball, like and the rankings change essentially every week. Right. More chaotic. And that's mostly because there's more teams involved with that as opposed to, you know football really like it's college basketball and college football are the biggest college sports and you know with a lot more teams being involved in college basketball that aren't even included in football you know it stuff changes around all the time you could have a team that went in as a nobody make a a top 10 ranking you know in three weeks just because they beat two top seed teams you know, but they get more consideration for that kind of stuff than football teams do because they play more games. And so it's okay. really hard my to top, my top five. Mm-hmm. I finally figured it out. <laughs> Purdue. Duke. Villanova. Um, still looking. Hold on. 
Um, I'd say Kansas because they'll get their crap together. Yeah. Baylor. And the sneaky one is going to be UConn. I feel. Ooh, the Huskies. I like that. Uh, sorry. My rankings are very slow. 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 There we go. That's what I wanted. Alrighty. So, um, Gonzaga's only number one because of their record. I don't think they'll make it that far, but I will say besides Arizona losing this week, I definitely have them as a favorite going into March Madness. They're no pushover. They've been dominating like crazy most of the season, and it wasn't until today that they had a, a pretty decent loss. Um, I feel like it's hard to not count Kansas, Duke, or UConn <laughs> just because they're known for how good they are in basketball. But out of the three, I'm probably going to pick Kansas like you. Um, I just I, – I feel like they have a better shot at it than Duke. Um, my next pick will probably be Auburn. They've played really good basketball all season – and I mean, they were the number one seed for a while. So it, you know, and they, they earned it for a while there and then slowly they started to deteriorate. But, um, I do like how Auburn has been playing all season. Uh, Baylor is my other one. You can't count out the, uh, you know, the former champions, they are in the top 10 of rankings right now. And it just goes to show that they, you know, they're here to play. They're trying to repeat. So we'll see how that one goes. <clears throat> and then my sleeper pick, honestly, say, say what you will. I actually like Alabama going into March Madness only because this is one of the few times I've actually seen Alabama do really good in basketball. And their record's not the prettiest, right? Their record isn't, like, jaw-dropping. But overall, like, their games have been pretty solid. And it's mainly just been mistakes here and there that have really cost them. They can't finish too well, but when they do, it's like, you know, they turn on the Jets. Um, let's see. Like... I, Lona? Is that how you pronounce that? They lost to them. Iona? <laughs> Iona, thank you. I, I didn't know how to pronounce that. So 72 to 68, that's not bad. Um, they've lost to some really weird teams. Memphis they've lost to, Missouri, Davidson. They lost to Auburn, understandably so. But they have beat some ranked teams. They've beat Houston. They've beat Gonzaga. Uh, they have beaten Tennessee. They've beat LSU. 
Um, they did lose to Auburn once, but they also beat Baylor, the defending champs. So they have some really good wins on their uh, on their resume. So despite what their record looks like, they've beat some pretty decent teams this year. So that's why I'm picking them. They have some really solid wins, and it's against some good teams. The record might not show it, but this basketball team is better than they appear. I don't know how far they'll make it, but I have them as a favorite in the ter- going into the tournament. That's all. So Auburn is or Alabama is my sweeper pick. They're really physical defensively. They are. They are. And I was looking at the stats for them too. Um, so far. I want to see who else they beat ranking-wise. Um, Kentucky. Oh, they didn't beat Kentucky. They lost to Kentucky twice. So that's that's something. Um, but other than that, LSU, they beat LSU. Um, that's pretty much it. So one, two... Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine opponents that have been ranked, and they are they've only lost to three rank wait four. They've only lost four times to ranked opponents. Two of those were against Auburn and the other two are against Kentucky. But Kentucky is also a good basketball team. I probably I could switch them up with uh, my my Alabama pick because I do like Kentucky. But that's just me. I do like me some Kentucky basketball. But then again, you know Houston is ranked second in front of them, and Alabama has beaten Houston, so. It's just something to think about. I think it's interesting how I just think it's cool how like you don't have to be undefeated to be really good in basketball. You know? Yeah. Although the the, the rankings for the records are pretty weird and all over the place. Like you got a twenty four and two team in number one, Houston's twenty three and four. Um, but behind them, Arizona has a better record at twenty five and two, but they're in fourth behind Kentucky who is also has a worse record than Arizona but yeah I don't know it's just that's just my thought on it it's just interesting but yeah so I don't know this this will be an interesting March Madness tournament I think um although all years of March Madness are pretty interesting (laughs) Um, just in general. I think last year was the craziest just because of the COVID and everything else. Yeah. I think this year will be a little bit more normal. Yeah, and I don't think anyone really had Baylor going all the way last year. I did not. (laughs) No. That is for sure. Yeah. And we could, I mean, for all we know, it could happen again, you know? Like, that's why they call it March Madness. 
it just you don't know what's going to happen that's why they have people win millions of dollars for guessing a full bracket <laughs> what's what's the statistic do you think or um on like the first week of brackets i can't remember it it's like 78 or like 80 some percent of brackets like become void after the first week of march madness yeah something like that yeah it's something ridiculously high and again that just goes to show you how hard it is to get a perfect bracket Actually, I'm going to look at that right now. Annoy the uh, radio silence. <laughs> okay. The odds of getting a perfect bracket are astronomical, and no one has ever pulled off such a remarkable... No, that's a lie. We've had a few people get perfect brackets. That's, I don't know how trustworthy this is. The probability of correctly predicting all 63 matches at a random is mind-boggling. One in 9.2 quintillion. So you have a one in 9.2 quintillion chance of getting a perfect bracket. Now, I don't know about you, but I can't count that high <laughs> but jeez I didn't know it was that ridiculous I did not know it was that oh here's a more exact number 1 in 9.223 0 I don't even know what to call these other, because, oh, I'm, I'm not even going to try. Oh, it says one in 120.2 billion, if you know a little something about basketball. <laughs> That's still ridiculous. Yeah. So if you, don't, if you don't know Jack about basketball, you have a one in 9.2 quad quintillion chance of getting even if you do know things about basketball stuff still happens crazy yeah exactly that's why it's in the 120.2 billion chances of getting a perfect bracket that's uh that's insane do you want to try and do a uh, a bracket next week or i guess like once uh selection selection monday or whatever yeah I mean, we can try. Yeah. We'll, we'll get our brackets out and yeah. Okay. That sounds good. We'll do that on the show when uh, the time comes. Get we our brackets try, out. Try, 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 try. Yep, yep, yep. But that'll be fun. That will be fun. All right. Now, <coughs> the nitty gritty. Um, Staying on the topic of basketball, just moving up a league. Uh, rumors of Zion Williamson getting traded have now surfaced. And they're catching some heat. Pelicans haven't really said anything about this, so take what you will from this conversation. 
It's just more something to talk about because it's drama. And I just find it ironic because we were just talking about Zion a little bit um, last week. And essentially how this all started, right? After my boy CJ McCollum got traded to the Pelicans, like everyone got mad at the fact that Zion Williamson didn't reach out to him didn't say anything no like handshake or uh, a greeting of you know welcome to the team pretty much and so that was throwing in the question of can zion work with other people very well if he's not going out of his way trying to um you know talk to a new teammate or at least introducing himself you know being being a professional right um because at the end of the day, that is what you have to do as, you know, essentially the face of a team, right? Um, but I don't know. What what are your thoughts on that? Um, I'll go into the teams that are favorites, quote-unquote favorites, if anything happens with them to land them. I mean, it's easy to, to be detached when you're injured all the time. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That is... Very true. I feel like he's a bust. Can we officially call him a bust? Or how many more years we got until he can be a bust? Um, I don't know. Let's see. He's only been in the league two years. I'm just seeing the averages here. I mean, he scores decently, but he's not like he's not Steph the, Curry he, or Damian Lillard. He's, he's not the beast that everybody thought he would be. Yeah. I mean, he's got decent percentages. He's awful, god awful at the three point. Oh my no, gosh! He's he's I a didn't... shack of new era. Okay, that's what I think they were thinking they were going to try to get out of it. Was it was going to be kind of that interior, you know, wreak havoc, open up the perimeter he's game. More of just, he's like a better and a shack that can shoot better, but yeah. no defense really. Yeah. Like he's, he's good at assists, but he averages just under one steal per game. He averages just not even he averages half a steal or half a block a game. Um points career wise so far, he averages um twenty five. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. It he well he downgraded a little bit in his career. Hold on. Basketball stats is going to be better. There we go. Hmm. That's um, yeah, yikes. I wouldn't consider him a bust quite yet. Like, I guess what do you define by a bust? Like, just meeting expectations yeah. or actually being able to play in the league? Both. Both. Like overall, dude can ball. But he's just not a defensive powerhouse yeah. like he's everyone not a wanted. Powerhouse like everybody thought he would be. Yeah, and his his scoring isn't phenomenal either. It's it's a it's okay. He can shoot, but it just it's not. He's not out there shooting threes. That's for sure. Um. So going on with the the trade rumors, 
Also, by the way, uh, CJ McCollum, the guy that he did not contact, said that they need to leave Zion alone. <laughs> and and I quote, he said, leave the young fellow alone, man. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But, um, hold on. Okay, here we go. Oh, that, there we go. That's what I wanted. That's what I wanted. Okay, so the number one team that could land him is the Knicks. Understandably so, considering they have cap space. And they could offer a lot of veteran players to the Pelicans, which I think they need. They're a pretty youthful team, so I think they could they could get some veterans for Zion and probably give um i think if the knicks gave them a draft pick or two and a couple veterans they could get zion and probably like another young prospect um but the new york new york knicks are um they have 14 percent odds of getting wait what oh i see they have 14% odds of getting the number one pick, so they could offer that to them. Interesting. Um, next is... No. No. The Lakers? I don't believe that. I, I don't think the Lakers will get <laughs> Maybe if they give them... There's even trade rumors about LeBron. Yeah, I, I saw that too. And um, he did come out and say he doesn't see himself going anywhere or he sees himself finishing his career in LA. Which is, is contradicting because he said he wanted to finish his career wherever his son plays. I know. That's what I thought too. I was like, oh, okay. We'll see where your son gets drafted. Kind of hope the Boisers pick him. That's just me. Who knows where he'll go? Is he available to get drafted this year or is it next year? Uh, I think it's next year. I don't know. He's a few years out, I think. Is he? Okay. Because I know LeBron did say something around the lines of his final career, his final season will be playing with his son. So... Um, they gave an average of about three years for that to happen. So, but I didn't know if he could get drafted sooner than that or not. But yeah. Anyways, next candidate is Atlanta. Um, Atlanta has a lot of young talent, so I could kind of see that happening. Um, they're not as fantastic this year, I don't think, as they were last year. Hold on, checking out the rankings real quick. Standings, there we go. Bam, and yeah, Hawks are ranked 10th. Dang, 29 and 31. Yeah, they're not anything like they were last year. That is for sure. Um, One and done, interesting. But Atlanta is another team that is quote-unquote in the run. But who knows? 
the Dallas Mavericks. That would be a little interesting, I suppose. Wait a minute. Am I looking at the right thing? Yes, I am. Okay. Just making sure. Uh, the Phoenix Suns. I don't know why. Philadelphia. I could see that happening. Philadelphia is in a weird spot. They're trying to like not rebuild, but they're also like kind of getting rid of some pieces after the whole Ben Simmons situation. Um, Chicago, I highly doubt that. They're on a roll right, right now. I don't know why they would want to uh, destroy that. Cleveland, maybe. Washington. Maybe. I feel like they're trying to rebuild learn thing. Yeah, yeah, I I would say that, yeah. Okay, this isn't the exact list I was seeing. Um nope. Anyways, the the three teams that I saw was the Knicks. Um the other one was Indiana just because Indiana is kind of waving the flag they're rebuilding right now. And then the other um, candidate was Portland, again, because they're waving the flag. Like, we're kind of rebuilding, but they're trying to rebuild around Dame. Um, so it's – out of those three teams, I think Indiana would probably have the better um, – the better choice in the matter just because I feel like they could offer more things that would be appealing to, or they'd be willing to offer more for Zion as opposed to Portland who, yes, they're looking to, re- to rebuild around Dame, but they also are looking for people who can play defense and who can play offense. We're looking for more well-rounded players. Um, understandably so considering our defense is, has been atrocious the past few years. So Portland could get him, yes, but I don't think they'll play aggressively enough to get him just because um, he, he doesn't really offer anything to the table that they would probably need. Um, but the Knicks and the Pacers are probably my biggest uh, picks for that to happen. I don't know. I, I know you're waiting to, to rant on Zion, so I'll, I'll let you take the floor here. No, I'm not going to rant. I just don't think he's going to be all that. Mm-hmm. I just feel like uh, he's he dominated you know, his whole life, and then now he's gotten into the league, and he's got knee and feet issues, and yeah. he's going to shorten his career. For sure. But I don't think sure. – I don't have anything against him. I just don't think he's going to be that. That's all. Yeah. Kind of reminds you of uh, – eh, maybe not around the lines, um, but like Greg Odin, you know, big star, supposed to be this crazy, phenomenal baller, and health issues essentially kept him from – being able to put that on the table and shortened his career. But yeah, I agree. That's 
It sucks, man. I feel bad for players that can't stay healthy, you know, and they're, they have potential, but they just, they can't fulfill that potential because they're, you know, being kept off of the, the court based on their health, you know? Yeah. It just it's, it sucks, but what happens, you know? Also, I totally exited out of our other topic on my computer. I can't remember what it was. Oh, I remember now. The draft picks. The draft picks. <laughs> I don't know why I exited out of it. I think I was just trying to clear room. But... I'll give you my top five. Go ahead. Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. Ooh, I do like him. Yeah. Should have won the Heisman. Yeah. Um, where is he at? I just saw him. I'm looking at a list right now of drafts. Me too. Me too. Uh, Jordan Davis out of Georgia, defensive tackle. I think he's going to wreak havoc. Um, Kenny Pickett. Okay, so uh, interesting with Kenny Pickett because mm-hmm. I feel like there's some NFL teams that are looking for a quarterback. Obviously – he isn't very like he's pretty high, you know, up there, but he isn't like past quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Um, so I feel like he could sneak into like a Steelers job. Um, it depends where Deshaun Watson goes because if they get rid of Deshaun Watson, does he end up in Houston? Um, is there a chance that Denver goes and gets um, you know, there's just multiple places that, you know, new head coaches, new ideas, maybe want a different quarterback. Move around mm-hmm. here and there. Um, so that's another one that I I don't know why he's lower than Malik Willis out of Liberty. Yeah. I think Kenny Pickett's a better quarterback. Um, he's going out of Ole Miss, right? Who? Kenny Pickett? He's coming out of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, sorry. He's the guy that did the fake slide. That's right, that's right, that's right. Um, yeah. Another one is Amon uh, Gardner. Mm-hmm. Never let up a touchdown in college football. His whole college career, never let a touchdown past him. So that says something. Um, very talented. And he's coming from Cincinnati. And you've seen what Cincinnati's done the last couple of years defensively. They're pretty stout mm-hmm. for being what they are. Obviously, they're not, you know, a power five school, but – they can hold their own against some power five schools as long as yeah. it isn't named Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is that? Three, four, four. I think that's four. Yeah. Four. Um, four. and my fifth one, gotta go offensive lineman here, offensive tackle. Um, Evan Neal, he's gonna be, you know, coming from Alabama, obviously. So a lot of NFL teams that need offensive linemen, hardcore offensive linemen. Um, and he's pretty stout, pretty stout yeah. young man. Um, but, you know, there's always that just because they're high in the draft. Yeah. Draft doesn't mean anything. There's that hype. Yeah, for sure. You know, look at Brady. Yeah. I mean, shoot. You never know. Well, and and then look at. I know I always bring teams that I know of, but 
That's true. Um, look at the Broncos and how well they've drafted or not drafted really. Look at how many undrafted free agents they've gotten that have been better than their their actual picked guys. And you Seattle's know? done it sometimes too. Yeah, but like Terrell Davis, Hall of Famer, undraft or undrafted free agent. You know, uh, Chris Harris Jr., undrafted free agent. Um, Shannon Sharp, he was a sixth round draft pick, Hall of Famer. Um, then you look at. Oh, there was another one that I was just thinking of, and I can't put my finger on who it was, but you, you get the picture. Um, there's a lot of great guys that can come out of the draft if you if you hunt good enough. Um, I feel like Denver is one of those few teams that is really good about that, uh, being able to get some undrafted prospects and turn them into gems. But I think Malik uh, Malik Jackson was another guy that was. Um, he wasn't draft supposed to get drafted very high, but he ended up being a stud. Um, yeah. So my top 10, uh, Aiden Hutchinson again, that's, that's my other guy. Um, two, I agree. I think he should have won the Heisman. He, I will say on the big stage in the grand scheme of things in the playoff, he didn't show up very well, but I think that is due that's more of Michigan's fault than his Aiden was getting practically triple teamed in that game. And Michigan couldn't capitalize on that fact, you know? Um, so I think that's more of Michigan's fault than his. It, you can only do so much when you're not, everyone can be Aaron Donald, get double teamed and still make sacks and plays, you know? Um, but uh, he's, he's still in my, in my top, my top five for sure. Another one that I will say that I really like, um, where did he go? Uh, that's, that's not, uh, where did he go? Dang it. There he is. Uh, Trent McDuffie. I actually really like Trent McDuffie. Um, he's a little undersized, um, but he's got really good quickness. He's got great awareness and homeboy is tough. Um, he's got a lot of techniques that he can rely on. Um, he's good in the press, which I think is a little, um, it's really undervalued how good cornerbacks can be in the press nowadays, especially given how hard it is to play in close quarters with some of, at least at the professional level now considering what, you know, Kansas city has been able to do and uh, Tampa Bay with all their weapons that they have at their disposal and how quick they are. Um, it's hard to be able to play very successful on the press and Trent McDuffie does that really well. So I think that really helps him in his draft prospects. Um, and he's good in off coverage as well. So another thing that, you know, uh, scouts will be looking for because I mean, at the end of the day, you're trying to beat people on the pass. Uh, I think Trent, Trent McDuffie is one of the more well-rounded cornerbacks in the draft. Um, regardless of your size, I think size doesn't matter anymore. Um, quarterbacks, the quarterbacks that we've had in the past alone have proven that what with, you know, Drew Brees and, 
Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray and all of them being told they were undersized, but you know, they're starters right now. So, um, yeah, Trent McDuffie is another guy. That, um, he's in my top five. Um, Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. This guy is really good. <laughs> I I liked how he played in the uh, in the championship game, and he mainly plays the edge, um, but he can play inside too. So he's pretty diverse, um, and I think that's what I like about him. I like I like players that have a little more diversity to them they can get moved around a little bit you don't really know what to expect from them because they can be moved around so um i think that really helps them a in scouting and b i just think it helps them on the in the professional level to begin with because if you're just one dimensional as a draft pick like what's the point of keeping you on the team if they can't put you somewhere else you know so i think that helps just in general with scouts it's like not putting all your eggs in one basket. Um, but he's very disruptive. Um, he has left some sacks on the field before, and he's, you know, missed a couple tackles. But ultimately, you know, it. I, I he can make plays if he absolutely needs to. Um, I just think he's, he's pretty well-rounded, and he definitely has a, a – what is it? Uh, metal detector when it comes to finding the quarterback. So I do like Trayvon Walker or Tavon Walker. Oh no, I said it right the first time. Trayvon Walker. I read that wrong. Um, but I do like him going into uh, this draft as well. Next is I'll, I will go with a quarterback here. Um, I was a little divided. This quarterback class isn't the greatest. Uh, we've heard it time and time again, but again, you just, you never know what you can get out of a draft. Like some guys might be under the radar for a lot of teams, but ultimately, you know, they could uh, come out and surprise you. Um, but I got to go with Matt Corral out of Mississippi. Um, again, undersized, but I like rooting for those underdogs. Wait, undersized is six foot two. No, yeah, they want him to be giants, dude. What? That's undersized. Apparently. Oh my, I guess his weight kind of makes him undersized. He's only two Oh five, but really that's. That, that's big to me. I don't, I, although I'm five foot nine. So, I mean, I guess anyone above six foot is pretty big to me. So, um, <laughs> um, anyways, he's very athletic. He's got a strong arm, quick feet. Um, again, Mississippi is like, they were okay. They were, they were not bad this year. Uh, you know, they were doing pretty well for themselves. Um, at least until getting towards the end of the season. But yeah, from what I saw, you couldn't really blame Matt Corral for all of the losses. It was more of a team thing than, than his fault. Um, he does take a little bit of punishment because he's a little reckless and he's a little aggressive. 
But honestly, I think that's okay. As long as he doesn't pull a Lamar Jackson and decides to, you know, run all the time and get hit and essentially have it, you know, hurt his career in his season. Uh, I think if he plays a little bit smarter in that sense, um, he could be a solid quarterback. I don't know if I'd put him in the starter category or backup category, but I, I do like Ole Miss quarterbacks. They have pretty good, you know, uh, they have pretty good, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Validity. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Anyways, they're very, huh? Using big words there. I am. <laughs> it's those English classes I'm taking, bro. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but anyways, I do like him a lot um, going into this draft. Um, everyone's jumping on the Malik Willis train. Uh, I like him, but I'm not going to put him in my top five for now. Um, I don't like quarterbacks who get that much hype out of a weak quarterback class. So... Um, I'll, I'll root for the underdogs for right now. And finally, finally, my number five pick is my boy, my homie. We don't know each other, but he's still my homie. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau out of Oregon. He's projected to be top five pick. Dude is huge at six foot five, 258 pounds. He's got length, explosiveness. He has a metal detector going to the quarterback. Uh, he can s- s- shut down a run. And again, versatile. He can use the shake, the bull move. And he can play both linebacker and edge rusher. So that's just me. But when he was playing at Oregon... He saved our ass quite a few times. It's going to be real. Like, it was hard when we didn't have him due to an injury a couple games. But dude can play ball. Like, I can't stress that enough. If he's not picked in the top five, I'm going to be very upset and very surprised. Because both Jacksonville and... Um, and the Detroit Lions need a pass rusher. Now it's it's pretty obvious one of them is going to pick Aiden or Aiden Hutch- Hutchinson. But if one of those two teams doesn't pick Thibodeau, I'm going to be really mad <laughs> because this guy is phenomenal. And I'm not saying that because he's a duck. I'm saying that because the dude can play some football. And that's the other thing, too. You don't see a whole lot of edge rushers with, like, really good speed. Like, they're fast, right? But they're not, like, fast. And Thibodeau is quite the fast mofo. Keeping it PG for our advertisements. But you get the picture. Um, Yeah, so... He's not too flexible on positions he can play, so that does hurt him a little bit. Um, But, I mean, he can play a linebacker because he's fast and he's quick. Um, And, you know, his other option is an edge rusher. 
or uh, defensive lineman on the edge, which is fine. Uh, he he kind of played both for Oregon. He mostly played on the line. Um, but yeah, so those are my top five picks. Um, so yeah, <laughs> we kind of ran through all the topics pretty quick today. Um, I don't know if you want to say anything or have another quick segment you want to talk about before we hit the uh, hour mark. No, I don't really have a, another segment. Yeah. Uh, this, this, actually, let's just talk about it real quick. Like yeah. five minutes. Um, update on the MLB. Uh, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, we might as well bring it up. Yeah, um, agreed. This is four days ago, and I know they've had meetings since then, um, and I've kind of gotten updates throughout. Uh, yeah. They're about as far apart as they were seven days ago, a month mm-hmm. ago. Um, mm-hmm. And the deadline is the 28th, and we are two days away, or you could say a day away, um, because our, the season's not going to start on time and the games will be canceled and they're not going to be made up and players yeah. will lose composition for it. Mm-hmm. So is the players playing uh, – it's like a big game of chicken. Yeah. Um, that's the best way of describing it. You know, I don't really feel bad. It's millionaires versus millionaires, and they're trying to be greedy. Yeah. And I'm not feeling too bad about it. No. Um, MLB better better figure it out, or else uh, they're going to be hurting worse than they were before. Uh, well, so. can I say this, though, too? Like, this is what you get for not having a salary cap on teams, right? Yeah. Right. The minute you start being able to give teams what or players whatever the heck they want for a salary because they're quote unquote worth it, you know, it this is what happens. You you don't meet players' demands because they can essentially make whatever the heck they want, right? Right. Like if if Trout hit the free agency market tomorrow because he was fed up with you know how he was getting treated in uh LA. It's like everyone, anyone and everyone is going to make an offer because anyone should be able to afford him, right? Like you'll, you'll make room if you right. can't, but they don't have to worry about that because they don't, you know, have a salary cap. Unlike, you know, the NFL or the NHL, it's like, you know, if another big free agent like that hits the market, you know certain which teams are going to go for them. You know which teams can actually afford to try and make an offer to that player because they have cap space or because they they have the resources to make it worth their while, you know? But yeah. with baseball... Like if Trout went, if Trent, Trout went to free agent, you knew that you know the teams that would go after him. The Yankees, the Dodgers. Oh, of course. You know, the of Mets. Course. You know, like the teams that got the money. Yeah, the Red Sox. Yeah, the Red Sox, you know. Yeah. But I think they're trying to fix that. I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how much you pay people. It doesn't matter how much your team is, quote, unquote, worth. Mm -hmm. The Dodgers and the Yankees and everybody spends so much money, but you still got to go play baseball. So that's why I don't like when people say, oh, well, money buys you championships. 
it at least puts you in the position to win a championship, but it doesn't yeah. guarantee you a championship. You still yeah. got to play all 162 games. You still got to play the playoffs. Yep. And that's the way it is. So yep. I, I don't understand that argument of, well, money buys you championships. Yeah. It just like, look at, look at Houston. They, aside from the cheating, right? Um, it's a curse. Yeah. It's a well, curse. yeah. <laughs> the baseball gods are going to curse them. They'll be like another 86 years before they win one. Yeah. But I mean, just Fantino. just look at how how awful they were. They ended up building the team from scratch, and then they oh, ended yeah. up winning championships. Well, you know, it's like you don't won. need the money. Yeah, it's yeah. nice to have because you can pick up free agents that you want right. or that you need. I should say, really, is you you want to pick up free agents you need, not because you can. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean. It's it it just sucks because I I'm ready for baseball. Speaking of which, um, my boy Nelson Cruz hit the free agency market. I know he's old, but there's, there's a lot of free agents still out there. That's the there thing, is right? there like, is baseball. There's rumors about Seattle right coming now. back to pick him up. So I'm I'm hoping that works. <laughs> like pitchers should be doing it. We should be getting close to spring training. Like yeah, next week would be spring training. Yeah, free agents would be locked up, you know. No, nope. yeah, feel like maybe a signing here or there that would sure. kind of catch people off guard, or maybe not. Because honestly, I think all the big signings would have happened already by now, you know. But yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Um, it just sucks because I miss baseball <laughs> already. No, I do too. I'm ready. But- I'm ready. I can, I, I can go watch minor league baseball in the independent league that's here, and I'll be happy. Yeah, that's true. I only go, go support minor league teams. Yeah, seriously, go support them. Mm-hmm. Go support the independent leagues that are around your your town. By the way, I'm fortunate enough to have um, a AAA team and a, uh, a independent league here, so I'm gonna go watch them this year. I don't care. MLB can sit there. That's what I did when NHL locked out with the Denver Cutthroats. Oh, yeah. All about that. Uh Uh-huh. That was was some good time. Yes, sir. I didn't know of all the minor league baseball teams in Colorado. So you got the the Sky Sox. I knew about them. They're not not the Sky Sox anymore. No. Their logo's a marshmallow on fire. Oh, the Rocky Mountain vibes. Yeah. Yep. And then you got the Grand Junction Rockies. That's like a double A team, I think. What? They're yeah. not a baseball team. Oh, I, I I didn't type in baseball. <laughs> They're showing the cutthroat, so I was like, what? <laughs> They're not even around anymore. There was rumors of them bringing them back, but I think no one wanted to yeah, no one, no one really wanted to. Well, there was actually a decent turn up for those games, I think. But they made the playoffs both the years. They did. They almost won the the cup the last year. You know, what's crazy to me is, I think some of those players that we saw are on the 
Avalanche now. I wonder that. Hold on. I'm going to look it up now. We're, we're having fun now. If you guys if you guys came to hear about some serious sports stuff, you can turn it off now. But honestly, we're, we're going to have fun now. <laughs> Hold on. Listen, listen at your own discretion. Oh, that cutthroats does not have three T's in it. <laughs> well, it does, but not all in a row. Uh, okay, here we go. The Rasta. The Rasta. I'm just trying to see. Um, Lee Moffley, Steve. Brad Schuler, Sean Zimmerman. Sean Zimmerman, that sounds familiar. Mm -hmm. Look him up. Troy Schwab. Dang, 1987? Actually, he's only 10 years older than me. I shouldn't be saying that. (laughs) Well, Troy Schwab played it in the ECHL the year after. Hey, he played for the Ducks. Word up, Sean Zimmerman. Sean Zimmerman did? Yep. So, oh man, he's been around. So, he was in Orlando to start off his career. Then he went to the Colorado Eagles. Oh no. Oh, that's where he is now. Oh no. With the Eagles? No, not anymore. He's I think he's retired now. So he was with the Spokane Chiefs. Spokane? Albany River River Rats in 06. Back with the Chiefs in 07. Uh, notable teams he played with that weren't minor league. Just the Denver Cut. Uh, yeah, no one crazy. He didn't even make it out of the minor league, so even though it says he, it shows him in like a Devils uniform and a Anaheim Ducks uniform. Well, he made it to the AHL in 2013 and 14. Oh, did he? I see. Um, I'm not seeing anyone here. Okay, so this guy, Brad Smith. He played for the Panthers, the Kings, the Rangers, the Predators, the Rangers, the Senators, and then I, he played over in like Austria and stuff in Italy and France, and then he came to the CHL. So I think I think we kind of saw guys that were coming down. Yeah, maybe like independent ball for baseball. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't look like we saw anyone anyone crazy. Um this guy made the league. Kyle Quincy. Okay. Um he played for the Avs in 09, 2010, mm-hmm. 2011. And he went to the cut, and then he went to the Red Wings, and then he went to the Cutthroats. Went back to the Red Wings until 2016. Played for the Devils. Played for the Jackets, and now, and then he played for Minnesota. 
and then he went over into some Europe league. So there you go. Gabe Gauthier, he made the pros. Um, He played for the Kings. That's about it, it looks like. Another one played for the Avs here. Um, Aaron McKenzie. He's 40 now. Yeah, I saw that one. Or him. Quincy, Major League. Brad Smith is another one. Um, yeah, that's the one I just said. Yeah. Well, we saw some Major League guys. Dang, so. he was in the league for a while. Smith? Or he just team hopped a lot. Yeah. Yeah. London, Cincinnati, Birmingham, Florida, Springfield, Phoenix, Carolina, L.A., Florida, L.A., yeah. New York, Nashville, Milwaukee, Hartford, yeah. Ottawa, Manchester, Belfast, Fassa, Denver. Sure. He only played for Denver for one year. <laughs> so this guy never made it. Dude, I thought I have a my cutthroat hat is signed by this guy. Oh really? AJ. Oh wait, I just. Hmm. Yeah, he didn't. He's thirty-five. Huh. Interesting. All right. Well, we should probably end it. We're just blabbing on now. Yeah, we are. We are. But I did. I did warn everyone. So to be fair. <laughs> um. Well, anyways, thank you guys for tuning in. I know this wasn't the most interesting episode, uh, but not a lot happened this week. So you know, you gotta you gotta make up subjects sometimes, and well, not make up. You gotta come up with some subjects to talk about sometimes, and just go with it. So. Um, next week should be a little more interesting. We should be closer to March Madness. Um, more crazy drama on Zion if we, if nothing else crazy happens. Um, but we'll probably talk about some NFL free agency stuff as well. Um, but yeah, so thank you guys again for tuning in and we shall see you next week. Adios. Thank you.